Well, good morning. A very warm welcome to you on this uh, lovely sunny summer day. And uh, as you, we gather together to worship God, may you know God's loving presence with you. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. So we begin with our first hymn, Rejoice, the Lord is King, Mission Praise number 575. pray together. Almighty and everlasting Father, God our creator, comforter and friend, you are worthy of all our praise and adoration, for in your great love and mercy you have not treated us as our sins deserve or left us to struggle with life's burdens on our own. Instead you have made known to us your goodness and grace through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For in him you have shown us your love for us, reaches as high as the heavens are above the earth. And you have removed our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. Teach us this day to remember the blessings and benefits we receive from your gracious provision for us through Jesus' death and resurrection and to recognize your loving presence with us to lead us and guide us 
by the gift of your Holy Spirit in us, the spirit of life and hope. Forgive us, Lord, for the ways we have turned from your love and for the times we have not shown your love to others. Cleanse us from the guilt of our sins and renew us in the love that you have for us, that we may worship you with all we are and all we have. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, I wonder what we've got in our Bible today. Let's have a, have a look. Um, well, I've got, got a newspaper here. That's the first thing in, in the Bible today. Um, and I've got a, a smiley face. It's not an emoji, but it's a smiley face. It could be an emoji if it was on your computer. Um, and I've also got a sad face as well. So, well, first of all, newspaper. Well, of course, the, the name newspaper is a giveaway of what's in a newspaper. It's the news. And, uh, of course, some of the news... Um, well, probably not so much of the news makes us feel ha happy. Um, and some of, perhaps more of the news, uh, makes us feel sad. And uh, let's get rid of this newspaper for a moment. And, um, you know, it's really good when we have good news to share because that can uh, make us feel happy. Um, perhaps uh, if someone has a birthday, and they are having a party, which I think we're just about allowed to do now, um, you can, and you're invited to the party, uh, that can make us feel happy, if you're going to a birthday party, perhaps. Or um, if we hear maybe a, a relation who's, uh, um, we hear they're having a baby, um, that's something else that can make us feel happy, and we want to um, want to congratulate them, we might send them a card or, or an e-card or whatever we do nowadays. So th these are all things that uh, make us happy. And of course at the moment, we're maybe on Monday afternoon, for those of you who are watching such things, you might be hoping to be happy by the end of the afternoon. I've, I'm of course talking about Scotland playing in the European Football Championship uh, Monday afternoon. And uh, we're hoping that the end of the the afternoon we're going to be have happy smiling faces rather than uh, sad faces so we were looking for hoping for a win there well last Sunday uh, we were reading um, from the Bible in the book of Acts as we're going through the book of Acts at the moment and I'd just like to to uh, remind us of that story um, of Peter and John um, Peter and John were going to the temple to pray and they were walking with others to, uh, to meet up and pray in the temple. And on the way, they met a man who couldn't walk. And um, he, used to, he, he was used to asking people for money so that he would have something to live on. 
and so he would beg and ask people for money as they went past and um, he must but he must have been quite sad because he couldn't walk he couldn't do the things that some other people did but um, when Peter and John passed by he was asking them for money um, and they, they didn't have any money with them at that point and um, but Peter said to him, he said, well, we don't have any money, but what we do have, we, um, what we do have, we're going to give you. And in the name of Jesus, walk. And he held the man's hand and helped him up. And he could walk again. His legs got, um, got strong again. He was healed in Jesus' name. And that made him, he was very, he was been sad before, but that made him very happy. And so happy, we're told that he was jumping up and down on his way. He joins Peter and, and John going into the temple and wanted to praise God and thank God for healing him. And, well, there was lots of people gathered around wanting to hear more what had happened. So Peter told them that it was because of Jesus that this man had been healed. And then he went on to tell them some good news um, that they could know Jesus too. If they trusted in Jesus, God's son, God would, um, God would forgive them all their, their sins, all the wrong things they'd done, and they would be given a very special gift, the gift of God's spirit, the Holy Spirit, to be with them always. And because of that, they would live with God in heaven when they died, all because Jesus had died and risen again, he'd come to life again. And this is very good news indeed. And many people were very happy to hear the good news about Jesus and they trusted in Jesus that day. Well, today we also have good news to share, not just about good things that happen to us because these things come and go, whether it's birthdays or whether our football teams or team wins or doesn't win. Um, but when we follow Jesus, um, learning to trust and obey him day by day, uh, listening to what he says in the Bible and what he tells us as we pray. Um, he helps us and gives us what we need each day. And because he is with us, and it's great news, it's good news every day that God is with us. And so God wants to tell us uh, today to tell other people about um, the good news of Jesus so they can be happy in Jesus as well. So let's, let's pray before we come to our next hymn. Dear God, thank you that you love us and care for us so much. Help us to share the good news of Jesus with others that they may know you too. Amen. Well, we're going to have our next hymn now, and that's uh, When We Walk With The Lord, or Trust and Obey, Mission Praise, number 760.
Our scripture lesson this morning is to be found in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 4 and reading the first 31 verses, Acts 4 and at verse 1. This happens after Peter has healed the lame beggar. The priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people, proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. They seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put them in jail until the next day. But many who heard the message believed. So the number of men who believed grew to about 5,000. The next day, the rulers, the elders, and the teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there, and so were Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and others of the high priest's family. They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them. By what power or what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and am being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel. It is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. When they saw the courage of people in John, and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men. They were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin and then conferred together. What are we going to do with these men? They asked. Everyone living in Jerusalem knows they have performed a notable sign, and we cannot deny it. But to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn them to speak no longer to anyone in this name. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But 
Peter and John replied, which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you or to him? You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. After further threats, they let them go. They could not decide how to punish them because all the people were praising God for what had happened. For the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate meet together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Amen. And God will bless to us this reading from his holy word. Let us continue our worship by listening to Mission Praise Hymn 1040. Come, now is the time to worship.
Let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you that we can come to worship you this day, and we thank you for your word, uh, your living word, and Lord, that you um, speak to us through your word by your spirit, and so we invite you uh, to speak to our hearts and our minds, to make clear the things that you have to say to us this day, and Lord, that we would be changed and uh, renewed in our faith, strengthened for all that you have for us. So we ask, Lord, that uh, you would help us now to hear clearly what uh, you are saying to us this day, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're thinking today, in case you hadn't already realized it, about good news. And um, sharing good news is something that we usually find easy to do. Um, we were thinking about some other examples earlier, but uh, when we hear, for example, about a family member's accomplishment, perhaps at this time of year, passing exams uh, or being accepted for a job or further study, um, we like to share that good news and also give our congratulations. When it comes to our faith, um, which is the good news, if we think about it, someone had to tell us um, before we could respond to the good news of Jesus. The Apostle Paul uh, reminds us of the necessity for us to first hear the good news before we can believe in Jesus. In Romans chapter 10, verses 13 to 15, he writes, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they've not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Now we might think back in our own lives and remember those who have spoken to us about Jesus and what it means to be his follower. Might have been through Sunday school or our parents or um, other family members that we first heard Bible stories about Jesus. For some of us, there, uh, there may have been a definite time when we remember taking a step of faith to trust in Jesus, to believe in Jesus. For others of us, it might have been a more gradual process, and we can't pinpoint a particular day when we made that decision to be Jesus' followers. But what we need is to be able to respond to the invitation of Jesus to be forgiven our sins and to enter life that lasts forever. We need to hear the good news in the first place. And so it's, it's good to think back the, the people that have been involved in our own life in sharing the good news with us. My own story involves several people, including my family, the church I grew up in, um, also at school when I was growing up. Um, there were teachers involved in the um, Scripture Union group at school and uh, others who 
um, were leaders on the Scripture Union camps I used to go to in the summer holidays. They were all important people sharing the good news. And that helped me to decide to follow Jesus. Each person shared something of Jesus in not only their words, but more importantly, perhaps, by the way they were reflecting something of God's love to me. Sometimes we we might wonder why more people don't come to faith or become believers in Jesus. But if we think about it, one of the things that has to happen is that those who are already followers need to share the good news of Jesus with the people around them. It's really quite a simple equation. How can people believe unless they hear? And how can they hear unless someone shares the good news of Jesus with them? The answer is that people need to hear others share their faith, to share their experience of Jesus. Now, the book of Acts is uh, a good reminder to us of the dynamism of the church when people take the good news of Jesus and filled with the power of God's Spirit, share that good news with others. Last week we, we read uh, chapter 3 of how Peter and John on their way to the temple went to pray and met the lame beggar uh, who asked them for money and though they didn't have any they were led to pray for the man and in the name of Jesus he was healed by the power of God's Spirit. It was an incredible event and many people were drawn to find out more about what has happened. And it gave Peter another opportunity to share the good news about Jesus with those who had gathered around. But not everyone was happy about this. And so as we join in the next part of the story in Acts chapter 4, we find some of the religious leaders quite disturbed by what Peter and John were doing and saying in Jesus' name. Some of them were Sadducees who um, didn't believe in um, the resurrection and they were disturbed that uh, Peter and John were saying that Jesus had risen from the dead. And these were also the same people or among the same people who just a number of weeks earlier had been responsible for having Jesus arrested and handed over to the Roman authorities to be crucified. They didn't want to accept Jesus as the Messiah, God's chosen savior. They thought they dealt with the situation and that was it. And so they were disturbed to hear about Jesus' resurrection and to see these disciples of Jesus coming and sharing the good news. But what's also really striking about the passage is that we need to remember something about who's speaking. Peter, of course, is one, the one who denied Jesus three times after his arrest. And at that time, he was full of fear. He couldn't live up to his bold promises to be loyal to Jesus. Peter was always the one first to say, I'll be there for you, Jesus. But he couldn't live up to his promises. But now Peter and John are standing before the same group of people that had Jesus killed. But this time, what does Peter do? 
he tells them straight that the miracle of the healing of the lame man was done by the name of Jesus of Nazareth, whom they had crucified. He actually said, who you crucified, but God raised from the dead. He laid it on the line. He didn't mince his words. And Peter then even goes on to quote some Bible verses to them that Jesus had used uh, to them in Matthew chapter 21, verse 42, to remind them that the stone the builders had rejected was the cornerstone, or, or in other words, um, the, the person that they had rejected was actually God's chosen servant in whom salvation was to be found. Now, the religious leaders were, were really taken aback. They were really astonished at Peter's words. They were astonished by their courage, the courage of Peter and John. But they were also astounded by the fact that these were unschooled, ordinary men. Unlike the religious leaders, um, they had no formal training in um, religious studies or anything, theology. They hadn't studied in any place of learning, in fact. But what they did have, and what the religious leaders took note of, was that they had been with Jesus. And that's something we really need to take on board for ourselves. We don't need to have lots of learning or to know all the answers to the questions anyone might ask us about our faith. We just need to be willing to share about our own experience of faith. Our knowledge of Jesus as our Lord and Savior, the good news in our life, what God is doing for us, among us. It wasn't uh, lots of learning that qualified Peter and John to, to speak and to stand up to the questioning of the leaders. It was the fact that they had been with Jesus and they had received the filling of God's Spirit to help them. Peter was no longer full of fear. He was filled with God's Spirit, the Spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and all, all the rest of the fruits of the Spirit, but also the Spirit who gives boldness and courage. And that's a reminder for us too. We aren't asked to share our faith about what we don't know. Although if we are asked something we don't know the answer to the question, we can simply say, well, I'll go and try and find out and ask someone else or look up our Bibles or whatever. But we're asked only to share our faith about what we do know. And so the youngest believer is just as qualified to share about Jesus as the person who has been a believer for many years and may know their Bible more. It's not about having years of study or knowledge that qualifies us for telling others about Jesus. The main qualification is knowing Jesus, spending time with him day by day in prayer and reading our Bibles and growing in our relationship with Jesus so that we 
grow in our compassion for other people as well, grow in the compassion that God has for every person. Now, unlike the apostles, we haven't been physically around Jesus during his earthly ministry. However, we can still know him through the gift of his Spirit who helps us to pray and to understand what God says to us in his word day by day. And the Holy Spirit also gives us the boldness to speak and to share about Jesus, even when we find it hard or when we're with people who might not be that open to the good news of Jesus. We just don't know what impact we're having just because we can't see a reaction at the time. Just remember the story of of Saul who became Paul. He was very opposed to the gospel, but he went on to become one of the greatest uh, preachers and evangelists. The encouragement here is that God uses ordinary people. He uses us to advance his kingdom so that others can receive new life in Jesus. And we can rely on him to give us the words to speak in every situation we meet. Peter and John were ordinary fishermen, but they were fishermen who knew Jesus and relied upon God's spirit to give them the strength and boldness to speak, to share the good news. And as they did so, many people became followers of Jesus. It says their numbers went up to about 5,000 men. And that means there was an increase of hundreds that day after the day of Pentecost when 3,000 people came to faith and we're told after that people um, came to faith day by day, daily numbers were being added. So there were certainly hundreds um, also responded on this day. However, as after their questioning by the religious leaders, they were told, that's it, you're not to speak about Jesus anymore. And they might have thought, well, these are powerful people, we're not going to, we better keep quiet. But that wasn't the result of what happened. If we read on in verses 19 and 20, it says that Peter and John replied, which is right in God's eyes to listen to you or to him? You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. What an amazing response. Um, Peter and John weren't, didn't have any place for fear in them because they had God's spirit, the spirit of love. But also, they were so filled with that presence of God that they just couldn't help telling other people about Jesus. How much more do we need to recognize of God's love for us in Jesus and to experience more of his life in us so that we too will be able to say with conviction that we just can't help speaking about what God has been doing in our lives through Jesus. Because sometimes we, we can get quite um, wound up and we think, oh, I don't think I could say something. But th this wasn't the problem for Peter and John. It was just that they couldn't stop saying things 
they couldn't stop because they were filled up so much with the goodness of God. So what did they do after they'd been released by the authorities? Well, they go back and meet with the other believers and they pray for more boldness and the ability to continue to speak about Jesus. They pray that God would perform even more signs and wonders through the name of Jesus so that they would have even more opportunities to share the good news, opportunities that people would be drawn in and want to know more. What a reminder that is of the importance of prayer in all that we do and say, all that we do as, as God's people in Jesus' name. Because we also need to pray and keep praying. Jesus can, told us to keep praying, to persevere in praying. If we don't see things happening, to keep praying. Because God is our good Father. He delights to give to his children. So we can pray that God will give us boldness and opportunities to share our faith, especially when we find things difficult or hard or with people we find it difficult or hard to talk about spiritual matters or our faith. I wonder how we might take this message into our own situations with the people we share our lives with. Because in Jesus, we have good news to share. We're not dependent on whether there's good news in one day in, in the paper or on the television. We, we have good news to share every day because when we have Jesus, we have the answer. We have the, the way, the truth, and the life with us day by day. God is calling us not only to discover the good news, but to share it too. Because someone told us, are we ready to tell other people? As it says in Romans chapter 10, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Amen. Let's pray. Dear God, our loving Heavenly Father, we thank you that we have good news to share because in your love and faithfulness at just the right time you sent Jesus into our world to show us the fullness of your love and that by his death and rising to life again you opened a new and living way into your family of faith forever. We thank you for that message of hope that we have that Jesus saves, that today is the day of salvation. For the grace that you have poured out into our lives by your Spirit, and for the love that binds us together as members of Christ's body, we give you thanks.
And we especially thank you this day for all those you have given us in our lives who have shared the good news of Jesus with us. And for all those who have faithfully shared that message of forgiveness and life through every generation since our Lord commissioned us to go and make disciples of the nations. Today we remember before you those around our world who suffer persecution and danger for their faith in you. We pray for your protection and strength for them and for continuing courage to live and share the love and the life of Jesus. For ourselves and the church in our land, we ask for that fresh empowering of your Holy Spirit, that we may share the good news in both word and deed, so that many will come to know your love for them in Jesus. We pray for those in need known to us, and we ask for your comfort, healing, and provision. We pray for those in authority and those who care for us in our health service and through the continuing programs of vaccination. For your continuing guidance and strength through the pandemic. We pray for governments of the world to work together and we especially remember the G7 and other conferences this year. We pray that you would bring unity that people would work together to provide vaccination programs for countries in most need and to provide the other resources and solutions that our world is looking for to deal with the big problems of today. Lord, we ask for your wisdom and your grace. Sovereign Lord, we Thank you for your faithfulness to us in all times and seasons. And so we commit our prayers, ourselves, and all we bring to you this day in the knowledge of your eternal love and care for all your children through the mighty name and for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Come now to our closing hymn, O Thou Who Camest From Above, Mission Praise number 525.
And now may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, guard your hearts and your thoughts in Christ Jesus our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and with you this day and remain with you always. Amen.